0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. -time Three-time Grammy-winning blues artist Fantastic Negrito plays 930 Club in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday night. We spoke about how his ancestors, Virginia Roots, inspired his newest album, White Jesus, Black Problems, and how a near-fatal car accident and ensuing coma changed his entire perspective on life. Hey, fantastic, Negrito! Thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Thanks
1: so much for having me. Uh, what a what a pleasure to be here and to be heard.
0: Awesome. Well, you're coming to Nine Thirty Club in DC on Wednesday, June twenty second. Uh, have you ever played Nine Thirty Club before? I mean, it's a pretty legendary spot here here in the nation's capital.
1: I haven't, but I have a lot of roots in DC from the, my family in Virginia, and of course, Bob Boylan.
0: Wait, what? Where in Virginia? What family?
1: Well, uh, my entire new album, White Jesus, Black Problems, is based on a story I found seven generations ago in my ancestry archives in southern Virginia, a small town called Nathalie, but is where my people moved to. But the story happened in Amelia County, Virginia, and that's what the whole new album is based on, that story, White Jesus, Black Problems.
0: Yeah, tell me more about that because I assume that's a lot what we're gonna hear at 930 Club. Um, tell me more about it. Yeah. It's it's about your seventh generation grandmother, the whole, you know, tell me about the whole indentured servant, married the enslaved man. Tell me the whole thing.
1: Well, I don't think they were allowed to get married. I think they were right. sneaking around in, <laughs> in the 1750s, a white Scottish grandmother, that's my grandmother, and a black enslaved man, my grandfather, they hooked it up and seven generations later, pooyaka.
0: <laughs> right. boyaka yeah. here we have you coming to 9:30 club <laughs> i think that's why they did it they they they, they had have- the foresight <laughs> they said seven generations from now there's going to be an audience in dc that wants to come here <laughs> that's funny yeah. but no in, in all seriousness though what you know talk about sort of the those fa- deep family ancestral themes and and why what you know how, how it sparked the whole album for you
1: well it just, I I was just super inspired. I I was amazed that here are two people from two different sides of the spectrum, two different sides of the world. One is basically going to be free in seven years, free, white and a woman, and one is a black enslaved man, but they seem like they got something done. And I kept saying that, man, like we live in this era where people can't get anything done because, you know, this side believes this and this side believes that. And we're so entrenched and we you know, buckle down the hatch and we don't get anything done. So yeah. I really fired that these two people got an illegal baby done.
0: Right. Good right. Job. Openly, openly defying what were let's just call it what it is, racist laws of 1750s yeah, colon- sort of. colonial Virginia. And it's, it's so fascinating that, you know, Virginia, you know, after this would, would become, you know, capital of the Confederacy, but also right. it would, it would also become, uh, the home of the loving versus Virginia ruling with interracial marriage. Like there's this push pull going on in the state of Virginia the whole time. And here, your, your, your albums telling a whole nother story, sort of along the same lines. It's a fascinating time in history.
1: Yeah. It's a fascinating time. And I think maybe there's just something in the water in Virginia. (laughs) I mean, people maybe overlook Virginia, but I think that, um, it is extremely inspiring, but honest and truthful. And I felt like it really needed, um, you know, just the title of my album, uh, I'm catching some heat for it, which is okay, I like heat. And I think that it's good to, I need to represent that story in the most bombastic, gregarious, amazing and powerful and shocking way that I could. So I, you know, that title just came to me. I was like, wow, this is so what it is. Here it is a white woman challenging white supremacy. its I'm like, yeah. Right. It's In the, mo- in the most sincerest way that you can, by you know, connecting with a black enslaved man. It's just unbelievable courage and poise and um, all, the, all the good words, perseverance and defiance and everything that I stand for. So I felt like it made sense that I'm related to these people.
0: I love it. It's a fascinating story. And I don't know if you did that on purpose by saying there's something in the water in Virginia. Cause you know, that's, that's the name of Pharrell. Who's from Virginia. He started the, he, he's doing a festival this weekend um, on Capitol Hill in DC called the something in the water festival. So I, I didn't you know didn't that. even know that.
1: <laughs> I think I met Pharrell once at a Temple of the Dog concert. Cause I opened for Temple of the Dog and I think LA and he he was there backstage. So I met him once
0: wow wow that's cool well cool well you know we're talking a lot about you know seven generations ago of your family's history and ancestry but tell me remind our listeners a little bit more about your your own life story you know i know you're born in massachusetts and moved out to oakland how'd you get into music did i read you taught yourself listening to prince and then you know slipping into a couple classrooms at uc berkeley even though you weren't enrolled (laughs) or tell me about how you learned
1: yeah that's basically it i mean i just um I discovered Prince at a very young age in the 80s and I thought wow this is a brother that's doing something different and I thought I could do something different. He was very inspiring when it came to that and I did sneak into the University of California Berkeley, UC Berkeley to learn how to play. I was in a pretty rough neighborhood and there weren't any pianos around so I just I snuck in and just pretended to be a student. I had sideburns too when I was like 16, 17. (laughs) <laughs> I, I looked the part they should name those those practice rooms after me
0: they should they should you were, it was your unofficial you were auditing the classrooms you know what i mean you were just you Thanks. were just checking it out uh well it worked out i know um i know you used to you're you had a previous you know moniker a name yeah, it used to be it was xavier for that first album x factor 96 on interscope um, tell us sort of that journey between the Xavier days. And then I know there was like a near fatal car crash in like three weeks in a coma or something. And you ultimately came yeah. out of it. You came out of it with a new name and label for fantastic Negrito in 2014.
1: Well, I think the guy in his twenties, you know, I wanted to be famous and, um, wanted to live like a rock star and have all the finest things that I thought were fine. The best cars, the hottest women, the best drugs, the biggest houses, the best clothing, the best of the best it. Li- the best sideburns. You, know, I, <laughs> <laughs> you think you want all that stuff in your twenties. And I think, um, you know, after I lived life and failed a bunch of times and, you know, lost my playing hand, as you can see.
0: Is that from the car accident you mean?
1: Yeah. From a car accident, being in a coma.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I see the, the right, star right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right here. You see the man. And I, um, yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't really move. I play the guitar with my fingers. Whoa they finger guitar player. So what happened, I think, is I became a middle-aged guy, and I just didn't want anything anymore. And it was a lot of power in not wanting to be famous or write some kind of popular hit song. And I just started doing it because it helped relieve my stress level as I was a new parent. And I just got married on a fluke. I was like, all right, I'll try getting married. I didn't really mean to do it, but <laughs> it happened, and I'm still married. Thank God, thank God, I'm still married, but
0: Congratulations yeah, I, I just,
1: I got on a plane and got married in another country, so what happened is, um, yeah it's amazing when you're not looking for that same stuff, so I became a middle-aged guy just ranting and raving in the uh, train stations of the Bay Area and playing in front of coffee shops and not caring man, there is a power for an artist when they stop caring right? and, and that's what happened and then I was very surprised that people were interested in what I'm doing. I'm still surprised because it is somewhat off. I don't ever fit anywhere. They're like, it's contemporary blues, but I think the blues people hate me. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, it's rock, it's fun. I don't, I don't fit anywhere. And um, it's okay though, I, that's perfect. I came from Elizabeth Gallimore and Grandfather Courage. So that's, I came right. from those people who didn't want to fit in. Right. They didn't Fit into someone's repressed fantasy of the world, and I'm really pleased and happy and proud of that.
0: Yeah, they didn't care what people thought, and neither neither do you. And it's funny, like you're saying, you a, a weight lifts off of you when you stop caring what people think and you start doing your best creative creative work. Um, well, real cool, real quick. Um, I know we got to remind people you've won. Three Grammys so far. Um, There's probably many more to come, but take me back to that very first one for Best Contemporary Blues Album. It was Last Days of Oakland in 2016. Uh, Any memories of either putting the album together or being their Grammy night?
1: Yeah, just the album. I just did the album that I wanted to do without boundaries, without worrying about genres or fitting. And I just didn't, I just, I was just surprised. I'm like, oh, really? Okay then you want it you just i try to practice gratitude about everything no matter just sitting here with you it's just gratitude is always my attitude i'm grateful for everything that happens even the bad things because you know you learn the most off of that and um i'm happy to accept the grammy if someone wants to give it to me and <laughs> i celebrate it for a day and i just put it in the box yeah the way it's not something i want to look at i just want to continue being an artist and um Expression, artistry, digging deep, and trying to tell the stories of, of the world and of the neighborhoods.
0: Yeah. And you you, you put it in a box, but then uh, probably because you knew you were going to win again, because you you won, you won again, uh, Please Don't Be Dead in 2018. Um, how do you think you had evolved from Last Days of Oakland to Please Don't Be Dead? Like, are you still maturing, still growing, getting better?
1: I just try to be um, nothing. <laughs> Just try to be nothing. I try to just nothing when I go into the studio. You know, get inspired. Try to be nothing. Just be connect with that energy that made you an artist. That um, when you were seventeen, it's like to me. It's like when I get in the studio, I feel like a seventeen-year-old and a grandfather, all in one. (laughs) Wisdom of grandpa, but freedom of the seventeen-year-old, and. That's what I try to do on every album and tell a story that may be important to people and that's important to me, try to contribute something. And that's what matters to me more than anything is body of work and what I've done. I think it's the freedom of being a middle-aged artist yeah, and living on a farm. It's just it's, You want to just do something great and the chips will fall
0: where they fall. Wisdom of a grandfather and freedom of a seventy-year-old. I love that. That's a that's a, your autobiography title right it's a powerful there. Powerful combination. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we, wait real quick. You mentioned you're living on a farm. Where's that at? Oh, in
1: Oakland, I live on a farm. Got you know, grow a lot of veggies and got about fifteen chickens. And I love it. Oh, me too. It's you know, it's better than prescription pills. I mean, it's <laughs> I just feel at peace and at one with uh, the soil. trees and you know that you're just a guest on this earth take care of the best that you can
0: yeah exactly mother mother nature's drugs right from the soil baby um well very cool well uh and just to round it out just so i have it here you win the third one grammy for have you lost your mind yet you say it's all about each one you're trying to tell a story what what story are you trying to tell and have you lost your mind yet? Well, that comes out in 2020, which was the year of George yeah, Floyd. It was the year of the pandemic. I mean, we were all losing our minds.
1: <laughs> I, I think that's the story. I think it had to do a lot with mental health, that album. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that we were all going through something. I'm like, oh, there I go.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I I, I like to keep my finger on the pulse of things. And then as a I feel like an elder in society, kind of I try to like, you know, Impart something or contribute something that maybe I like when it's useful. I don't know if I like if I make music for people to like, but I, I I make music for people to think. Yeah, that's the stuff that I'm into. So If it gets something going, even if people don't like it, I, I you know I'm reading posts about people not liking liking the title of Why Jesus Black Problems, but I think it's okay. They can yell at me, and then I can be nice, and then maybe they learn something. Like, hey, it's okay disagree with me that we don't have to hurl insults or hate each other yeah or go to war against each other just because we disagree about yeah.
0: a few yeah well what 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 do they say that they don't like about the title i mean because because hate, hate to break it to him jesus uh the historical jesus his skin color was darker than mine <laughs> you know what that, i
1: mean i think uh they i think the argument that i get is that they think i'm trying to put down white people to put to bring up black people. And I don't get that argument because story has nothing to do with that. The story is about right. the interracial couple. Maybe right. the title is doing exactly what I needed to is, hey, get your attention. Maybe you'll watch the film about how beautiful and harmonious two yeah. people can be from two different sides of the globe. So it's okay. I don't mind it. I think, uh, you know, it means you're saying something. I, I, I really am a huge fan of that.
0: Awesome. I, I'm a huge I, I love that concept too, man. I i keep doing what you're doing, you know. The haters are gonna hate, but just just don't, yeah, even, don't, me, don't pay attention hate. to them.
1: <laughs> some people actually answer just to be like, hey, do we have some dialogue? And sometimes yeah it's a pretty
0: good actually. That's good. Yeah, it sparked the conversation. But some well, people are just that's what they're out there
1: for to be, you know, an asshole. And sorry if I can't say that on the air, but eh, they're well. out be, some people are out there to just project their negativity on the world and that's there is nothing you can do about that.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just take the high road, stay positive, and keep cranking out yeah. your creativity.
1: Uh, keep stay on the high road, stay positive.
0: I love it. Well, people can come see the story you're trying to tell there and start that conversation with of white Jesus Black problems and all of your other stuff. Uh when you're playing at the 930 club, it'll be Wednesday, June 22nd at 7 p.m. So get your tickets now at 930club.com. You've been very generous. Thanks for joining us on. It looks like you're still, you know, you got the mask dangling here. You're on a, it looks like you're on a tour bus. You're probably so busy. We got to let you get back yeah, on the
1: road. i a, a couple hours away from, I'm in Toronto and I'm getting ready to play a festival.
0: All right. Well, good luck with the festival and the, all the way to Toronto. Then you're going to come all the way down to DC. Man, the, the life of the road, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn, New York. Philadelphia, D.C.,
0: it's on. All right. Well, we can't wait to to see you down here um, on Wednesday. So, hey, fantastic Negrita. Thanks so much for joining us. This is awesome. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.